0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen salatu wa salam wa ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa dhuriati wa ahli baytihi man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawm al wa ba'd So we continue and we finish inshallah today uh, um, the chapter regarding uh, uh, encouragement it's from the book of the of the uh, uh, the the of virtues and the section on the virtues of the Quran and uh, um, this chapter baban في fil hathi ala qiraati ayatin wa suwar the chapter regarding the encouragement uh, to read particular ayahs and surahs uh, that come from the prophet sallallahu and Sayyidina Abihurat Radiallahu Alla anhu and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La taj'alū jaalu buyutakum maqabira in shaitana yan firu minal baytil ladi yukra u fi suratul bakara Rawahu Muslim. Sayyidina Abu Huraira Radiulla Ta'ala anhu narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Don't turn your houses into graveyards. maqabir uh, is the the the, the, the jamma of maqbara Allah Ta'ala says in His book, says that you've been distracted with the gathering of worldly things until you visit the visit the graves. Meaning that once you visit the grave, you'll realize that all of this stuff is not going to go with you. Uh, but until then, it's going to it's going to keep uh, distracting you from what you really should be doing. Um, uh, so uh uh rasulullah sallallahu wa in this context he says don't make your houses into graves um meaning what like devoid of life and uh um the the idea is what that the metaphor of life and death for for kufr and iman is used in the in the quran uh, 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 uh in so many places and uh here According to that metaphor, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam describes the house in which the Quran isn't recited uh, um, to be like a maqbara, and that's one of the unfortunate things. People have like they have like TV as like ambient background noise uh, or music as ambient background noise, and uh, it it prevents people from reciting the Quran and the recitation of the Quran. Is, is beneficial for so many reasons um, I guess the, the culture of the Quranic recitation seems to be gone from a lot of places in the world right now um, in the Muslim world as well as in, uh, in non-Muslim countries but like I'll give you an idea when I was in Mauritania um, people used to make khatam of the Quran every day they used to make khatam of the Quran every other day Mir, can you please go, go, just go around the building from the back yeah, to center from the back, so the sisters can go from the front, Shallow. Um The idea is that that you never like the the recitation of the Quran was kind of like a buzz you heard in the background all the time. It would never, it really never was absent. Um, it may tone down during certain hours of the day or certain certain hours of the night, but it never really was absent. Um, and it was considered a perfectly normal thing. Even people are sitting together, it wasn't considered like antisocial if people are just sitting and reciting the Quran. And the, the benefit of that is what is that like? It's a tea bag. When you put it in water, it diffuses slowly. Um, whereas if you put a tea bag in hot water, if you put dip it in for like ten seconds and pull it out, you're not going to make any tea. You're not going to get that flavor. You're not going to get that color. There may not be as much of a difference between uh, between you know someone leaving it in for like four minutes and five minutes but like there's a big difference between like the first, you know like for like 10 seconds and a minute um and the more you put in the more more of it kind of diffuses into you and uh um you're not going to get that until you, you you recite the Quran you become acquainted with its every with its every letter uh and its every uh sound uh and its every surah uh with the way that ayat ayat are separately and with the way that they come together as a um so, the idea is that uh, um, you're not going to get that. Like, you're not going to get like, a very simple thing, right? Um, one thing is like the scholarly understanding of the Quran. Not, not everyone's going to get it. But, like, regular people can get things like hearing the Quran recited in your dreams. Uh, every ayah has a, a significance legally, but it also has a spiritual significance. So, people who hear certain ayat in their dreams, what it is is the ruh experiences certain ayat. Uh, in this world and in the alam al arwah, so you may have an experience or you're about to have an ex- experience, and the ruh, the mind doesn't understand that because you haven't studied. You know, so the mind doesn't understand what does ayah mean, but the ruh has heard this ayah in in some other realm of existence, and then it realizes that that thing is going to happen, so it doesn't know how to explain it to you because your ruh doesn't have eyes. It can't take a phone with it into the alam al arwah and take a picture of what's going to happen in the future. So what it does is if it experiences something while you're sleeping or whatever, or in a dream from that side, and it comes back and it tries telling your brain, oh, this is like, you know, this, this, this is like, uh, uh, you know, لَوْ كَانَ الْبَحْرُ لِكَلِمَاتِ كَل- And so the mind knows which ayah, it's like, it's like one of the last ayahs of Surah Al-Kahf, but it doesn't know what it is, right? It's not going to be able to make that, that, that translation. So you have certain people in this in this world who have this knowledge that they can tell you, oh, you heard this ayah in your dream. Um, this is what it means. But if you don't know what the ayah is and you're not acquainted with it, you won't. Your mind will not know how to how to translate that. Salaam brother. Can you go around from the back, please? Oh yeah. Zaka also, yeah, okay. Barakallah fihum. So shalom. Uh, uh, by next week, we'll get the hang of it, right? So the idea is like if you don't, if you're not reading the ayah, uh, uh, the ayat of the Quran constantly, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have that connection, the spiritual connection with it either, uh, and that's on top of like knowing the Arabic and knowing what this means and what that means, what the legal implication of this and that is, etc. Uh, so the life, the life of your home, Rasulullah made the metaphor between it and between the recitation of the Quran that the Qur'an is not recited in the home, then the home is like it's, it's, it's like a maqbara. It's kind of like it's dead. Uh, so uh, uh, he says, the way you can remedy this, this issue is, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ uh, uh, يَنْفِرُ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ الَّذِي uh, تُقْرَأُ فِيهِ سُورَةُ الْبَقَرَةِ That the Shaitan he runs away from the house, that Surah Al-Baqarah is, is recited in. It's a hadith of Sahih Muslim. And Surah Al-Baqarah obviously is like, not only the longest surah of the Qur'an, but it is a surah that's like filled with all different types of, uh, all different types of uh, uh, types of things mandated by wahi. So description of Allah Taala, description of the unseen, description of the hereafter, st- stories uh, by which people c- you know can teach one another, um, uh, sayings of great value, of great worth, uh, um, that people people will. Uh, 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 people people will will You know They'll appreciate Right So Allah Ta'ala says in, his, in Surah Al-Baqarah right? He says in his book He says There's no need for com- compelling people When it comes to deen Because truth and falsehood are manifest Somebody's going to accept it They're going to accept it They're not going to accept it They're not going to accept it The fact that a hundred people May mock and jeer And say like Oh look you know Um drinking alcohol I think it's alright you're, you're an idiot mashallah the person is getting drunk to the point where uh, can the brothers come from the back inshallah just walk around the building yeah. no don't make a sign inshallah we'll, they'll remember for next time I don't want like no like because it's not going to look nice you know the neighbors make like these fancy thousand dollar cakes and then we're going to have like, a handwritten sign in there you know inshallah so the uh, uh, mashallah the neighbors are like some world class bakers, like people apparently go to them from like all over the place or like critically acclaimed. I had a piece of cake one day, like earlier yesterday when I introduced myself to them. It was a good cake, Alhamdulillah mashallah. Not that I know about those things. So I don't like my face. How are you, Marhaban mashallah? So I just leave it open, inshaAllah. So the the idea is the the idea is that that what? These types of things, you know, even if a person's not a Muslim, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty uh um like catchy, you know what I mean uh um uh, Maryam, can you go I think there's uh, some sisters you tell me they can sit right here in child that way they can hear uh, on the other side of the pardah. So, uh, don't hold the pardah open when you're saying that, but you know. so the 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 idea is that those things are you know those things are pretty catchy, even if a person's not a Muslim they be like oh wow that that's pretty cool uh um there there are so many there are so many things in the in the Surah Al-Baqarah that are like that, right? The 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 um, Ayat of Qursi is in Surah Al-Baqarah, which we'll we'll, we'll talk about uh, uh, in a second. Um, the so many laws with regarding inheritance, right, is in Surah Al-Baqarah. The prescription of. A uh, 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 prohibition of of riba of transacting in riba is in Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah Taala says, "Fathanu bi min Allahi wa rasulihi That whoever uh, doesn't forego transaction in riba. Take notice of war from Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There's so much khair that's, that's, that's bound up in it. And so the, the, the house people have like, they say, oh, I think I have like jinn problems. I think I have, um, you know, black magic and things like that. And they literally have something called Jadu TV that's running inside <laughs> their house. So of course, you're going to have freaking black magic. Jadu is like the Urdu word for like, for black magic right so this is the name of like you know how they have like chrome stick and this and that like so the desi one with all the desi channels in it that came out before um this is literally called jadu tv and as far as i'm concerned if you ask me all tv is jadu tv right <laughs> i mean if ernie and bird are gonna be gay it's basically game over for like any apparently one of the writers who who did it they they said yes and then like sesame streets like they're just puppets but it's one of those things once once you sullied the waters there's really no turning back. So yeah, so it's 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 pretty bad. So of course you're going to have that of course you're bringing it into your house if even if it's not from that or if you don't have it in your house. There are a number of things that the sunnah teaches you it empowers you yourself in order to deal with that. And so the recitation of surah al-baqarah and surah Al-Imran in a different in a different hadith. Um, they, they counteract those things. And people, should, people should read them. Um, people should rec- recite them. They'll benefit a lot. And if you know Arabic, then it's much so much more benefit, alhamdulillah, that you get from these things. Uh, and Sayyidina Abu, uh, uh, said Ubayyin ibn Ka'bin radiAllahu ta'ala anhu qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya abal al-Munziri Atadri ayyu ayatin min kitabillahi Allahi ma'aka a'zamu uh, Qultu Allahu la ilaha illa huwal hayyul al-qayyumu فضرب في صدره وقال uh, uh, لي يهنيك العلم, uh, العلم uh, 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 أبل منذر uh, رواه مسلم so Ubay bin Kaab رضي الله تعالى عنه, uh, narrates that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said uh, oh أبل منذر so أبل منذر is the kunya of Ubay bin Kaab رضي الله عنه. he says do you know which verse in the uh in the in, in the book of Allah Ta'ala will uh will have the 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 most magnificent of effects on you uh, uh, uh he, sa- he said he uh, said uh, 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 he said that I said uh, uh Allahu la ilaha illahu al-hayyul qayyum so he actually responded with the with the Ayatul kursi and there is uh uh there is uh some discussion in the, the commentary of the Hadith. That generally speaking, the Sahaba um, uh, um, they would they would say Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam know best. But uh, 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 in this case, uh, he knew he knew what the answer was, uh, uh, and so he uh, 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 he gave that answer. And uh, this, you know, brings up a, a, an issue that, that's there in aqidah. I don't know if however many of you have heard the, you know, read the, uh, read the uh, tahawiyah or heard my dhrus of the tahawiyah online or took it on person. Faiz, mashallah, you'll probably remember from the tahawiyah that it's part of our aqidah that the kitab of Allah Ta'ala is, uh, uh, you know, it's the sifa of Allah Ta'ala. It's the sifa of his kalam. So the question arises, how can one ayah of, of the Qur'an be more important than the other? And there's a number of answers. there's like a thorough discussion that can be had on this issue. Um, uh, much of which is somewhat beyond the scope of what we're talking about tonight. But uh, just like Allah al-Sifat and their effects have different or Allah al-Sifat have different effects. So a person may think about a person may think about like um, you know, like Lutf and Rahma and and uh, uh, you know Allah Ta'ala's being Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Uh, Al-Wadud, all of these things are basically the same thing And in some way they're very similar to one another But there are subtle differences between them In the same way that a person can describe like Ice cream and a diet coke both as sweet Uh, I guess technically speaking they're both sweet uh, But they're very different types of sweet In fact forget about, you know, that's a pretty like a large chasm Like even for example two fruits like watermelon and cantaloupe are sweet But they have very different effects on the person when they're they're eating them, especially on me, given that I'm actually allergic to cantaloupe, but I enjoy watermelon quite a bit. Um, there, there's 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 a difference there in them, even though there's some similarity. Um, and so uh, the effects of uh, of ayat, some of them, the 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 way that they they work and the locus that they they they, they affect a person in, they're different. So ayatul kursi is like the sledgehammer of the ayat. If you need something done right now and you don't have time to like. Ponder over the depth of meaning or whatever or Just read Ayatul Kursi and like make dua It is your protection, it is your uh, Enlightenment, it is your to- It is like it's so many things for, for a person And so the Prophet وسلم, is basically Bringing that to the attention of Ubay bin Ka'b Now Ubay bin Ka'b out of the Sahaba تعالى, عنهم, Isn't like just random dude um, He is uh, mashallah, Hafiz phase Who your Sanad as a Hafiz goes through Right He's one of the official teachers of the Qur'an that the Prophet ﷺ uh, kept for, kept for the, the people. You Like you just said, for example, I just accepted Islam last week. I'm not going to go to Rasulullah and he's going to teach me Qulhu Allahu Ahad. That's not possible because there are just so many people. Maybe in a very initial phase, there were certain people who learned directly from him. But those people who learned from him directly from the beginning, um, he would then appoint from amongst them people to teach the, the Quran to others as well. You'll probably remember that in even Al Qasim, we talked about it, that there were four from the, this is from the Muhajirun and four from the Ansar. Uh, the four from the Muhajirun were who, uh, Abu Hudayfa and his Mola Salim, and Abdullah bin Mas'ud, and uh, 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 you know, there's a, a difference of opinion who the fourth one was, was it Sayyidina Uthman Allahu anhu, or was it, there's a discussion with regards to who, who, the, who those people were, and from the Ansar, there, all four of them were from Khazraj: uh, 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 Abu Darda and Ubay bin Kaab, and uh, uh, um, Zaid bin Thabit, uh, and Abu Zaid, uh, uh, who was a person not so well known because he passed away very, very soon after Rasulullah Sallallahu passed away. And because uh, he didn't have any any direct heirs, his his he had no brothers who survived him, nor did he have any uh, um, children nor parents uh, who survived him. But at any rate, so Ubay bin Kabra, Allah, Anhu, this is like who's being asked is one of the people that the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught the Quran to directly, and one of the people his job was t- was uh, 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 um, was to teach the uh, teach the Quran to uh, to the Ansar. And ostensibly, that's a l- much larger group of people than the muhajirin is. Uh, it's a, because there are just so many more Ansaris than there are muhajirin in, in, in Medina Munawwara. So he asks him, he tests him on something that he taught him already. He says, "Which of the, which of the, which of the verses from the book of Allah Taala will have like the the greater effect?" He says, "It's la illa Illahu Al Hayyul Qayyum," which is the Ayat al Qursi. "فَذَرَبَ فِي الصَّدْرِ وقال Li al So he he patted him on the chest. He he kind of hit him on the chest as a, a like shabash, like as like in order to, in order to show his approval, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, of the, the the answer that he gave that you gave the right answer, and he says Li uh, al May 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 ill may knowledge. Uh, enter you with ease without difficulty. May you accumulate knowledge without difficulty. So, like, it's one of the things, mashallah. I'm assuming you're of Arab background, right? So, one of the things Arabs say when you're eating, like your mother probably says to you, like, right? Uh, or like you might hear, hear some auntie saying it or whatever. I've heard it. From, it's like a thing that people say. Hana means to eat something uh, and it tastes good and you don't have any indigestion afterward, right? So, for example, if you eat, like, very fibrous food, you won't have indigestion, but it's not going to taste good. If you eat desi food, it may taste good, depending on what your flavor uh, profile is, but then afterward, you're going to pay for it. So, uh, 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 in this in this, uh, in this case means what? It means to, to consume something without, without difficulty, with enjoyment and without difficulty afterward. Uh, so, he says, لِيَهْنِكَ الْعِلْمُ أَبْا الْمُنْذِرُ Oh, uh, you know. Uh, he gave him out of being proud of him, giving the right answer. He gave him the dua that may ilm enter you without, 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 without grief or without trouble, uh, which is often not the case. Oftentimes, people struggle quite a bit in order to, in order to uh, get ill. Um, go. MashaAllah. Once in Abi Huraira, anhu, وكلني رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بحفظ زكاه رمضان فاتاني آتن فجعل يحثو من الطعام فاخذته فقلت ارفع عنك الى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال اني محتاج وعلي عيال وبحاجه شديده فخليته عنه فاصبحت فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ابا يا ابا هررته ما فعل اسيرك البارحه قلت يا يا رسول الله شكا حاجة شديدة وعيالا فرحمته فخليت سبيله قال أما إنه قد كذبك وسعود فعرفت أنه سيعود لقول رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فرسدته فجاء يحث من الطعام آه آه فقلت لا عنك الى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال دعني فاني محتاج علي عيال ولا اعود فرحمته فخليت سبيله فاصبحت فقال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ابا هريره ما فعل اسيرك قلت يا رسول الله شكى حاجة وعيالا فرحمته فخليت سبيله فقال إنه قد كذبك وسيعود فرصدته الثالثة فجاء يحث من الطعام فأخذته فقلت لأرفع أنك إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهذا آخر ثلاث مرات آه آه إنك تزعم لا تعود ثم تعود فقال دعني فإني أعلمك كلمات ينفعك الله بها قلت ما هن قال إذا أويت إلى فراشك فقرأ آية الكرسي الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم حتى تختم الآية فإنه لن يَزَالَ عَلَيْكَ مِنَ اللَّهِ حَافِظُ اللَّهِ يَقْرُبُكَ شَيْطَانٌ حَتَّى تُصْبِحَ فَخَلَّيْتُ سَبِيلَهُ فَأَصْبَحْتُ فقال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما فعل أسيرك البارحة فقلت يا رسول الله زَعَمَ أَنَّهُ يُعَلِّمُنِي كَلِمَاتٍ يَنفَعُنِي اللَّهُ بِهَا فَخَلَّيْتُ سَبِيلَهُ قال ماهي قلت قال لي إذا أويت إلى فراشك فقرأ آية الكرسي من أولها أولها عفوا حتى تختمة الآية الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم قال لي لا يزال عليك من الله حافظ ولا يقربك شيطان حتى تصبح فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أما إنه أما عفوا إنه uh, قد صدقك وهو كذوب تعلم uh, uh, من uh, uh, تخاطب uh, منذ ثلاث ثلاث يا uh, ابا هُرَيْرَةَ uh, قلت لا قال ذلك الشيطان uh, رواه uh, uh, البخاري uh, Salim brother you mind coming around the back Yeah no problem So it's a, a, a kind of a long hadith narrated by Bukhari, uh, uh, um, and it's in, it's it's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, that uh, uh, said, Abu Hurairah said that once the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam entrusted me with the uh, um, with uh, uh, just watching over the zakatul fitr from Ramadan. So you know zakat al fitr is like all of the zakat it's paid in kind. Now we pay cash equivalents. is basically uh, uh, the rukhsa we take from the Hanafi madhab. Otherwise, the other three madhab say that it should be paid in kind. Uh, um, but uh, the point is, is that um, the zakat al fitr it was essentially paid in the the the, the produce that Medina Munawara had. Um, which was mostly dates, uh, although some people paid it in, in other crops and whatnot, that uh, um, it's just basically a storehouse full of food, uh, full, of, full, full of staple foodstuffs. And so he said that um, one day someone came, and I caught him uh, basically grabbing a handful of stuff, so probably dates or whatever, but grabbing a handful of stuff, and I, I, I caught him, and I said, I'll take, you, I'll, I'll take you and report you to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, for stealing Zakat, which is pretty bad. Uh, <coughs> and then he pleaded his case with Abu Hurairah. He says, look, I, I'm needy and I have a, a, a number of dependents that uh, depend on me. Uh, and I'm in severe need. Uh, so let me go. And so Abu Hurairah ﷺ, he was a soft-hearted uh, person and uh, he, he, he let him go. Um, he said the next day when I woke up in the morning the messenger of Allah himself asked me um, what happened to your your, 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 your prisoner or your uh, your uh, uh, what are you going to say the, the, the guy you arrested yesterday what happened to him and uh, he says he says that you know I, I let him go because he complained that uh, he complained that he was in in severe need and he had a lot of family so I, I felt bad for him I had mercy on him and I just let him go and so, uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, uh, 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 "He lied to you. Uh, uh, he lied to you when he said he wasn't going to do it again. He'll come back. He'll do it again. Watch." And so, uh, uh, Abu Hurairah said, "I knew that he was going to come back because the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said he would come back." So I waited for him. Um, let's see. So I waited for him and I just I kept an eye out. I knew this guy's gonna come back. So uh uh um again he came and I caught him uh, I caught him trying to stick his hand in, in one of the bags and grabbing grab something. And uh, uh he says, I'm gonna report you to the Messenger of Allah And he says, uh, uh leave me alone because I, I'm in need and uh, uh I have I have family that I have to feed and I won't come back. So Sayyidina Abu Hurrah anhu, he had mercy on him again and he let him go. And so this is Sayyidina Abu Hurrah anhu. This is his his uh, uh, this is his his nature, his character. But the Prophet didn't explicitly tell him that don't let him go again. He just said he's gonna come back. Uh, he said he lied to you and he's gonna come back. And uh, uh, you know, if somebody wants to make a deal out of this, like why didn't he why did why did he let him go a second time? Well, uh, uh, um, You know, it's because he's soft-hearted, and that's also part of the dean as well, to not be a jerk to people. People are repeat offenders and things like that. This is a very, like, weird Protestant-type mentality we have, where, like, someone's asking for money or food, and we're like, no, he's going to go buy drugs with it. Okay, he's going to go buy drugs with it. What he does with the money is is his issue. I mean, obviously, you don't want to cut someone a $10,000 check if the guy's, like, you see him, like, literally shooting up in front of your eyes. But at the same time, giving a dude who asks you for a quarter a quarter is not going to feed, you know, his heroin addiction. Uh, And even if it does, with some of his money, he also has to buy a bottle of water or something, otherwise, he'll die. Uh, uh, So, uh, 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 and what they do with it is their problem. What you do for the sake of Allah uh, Ta'ala, Allah will reward you for it. And He'll ask them what they did with it. He's not going to ask you what they did with it. Um, And so, this type of having mercy on people I mean, people make bad choices because they're in bad situations. There's so much like so many statistics about like being poor makes you waste even more money because like for example a person is poor and because of that um when they i don't get a speeding ticket they uh uh, um you know they don't pay it on time and then their driver's license gets suspended and then they're still poor and it's still suspended and so they need to work so they have a job that they can go do and they you know they're like i'm just going to drive my car it's better than asking for a handout but then when you get you stopped your car gets impounded and this and that so the expenses they they rack up and so like a judgmental person from the outside will be like well you shouldn't have been speeding in the first place okay thank you sherlock like yeah everyone i think at this point has figured that out but like nobody's nobody's perfect people make mistakes and just because they make mistakes and some of them make them again and again doesn't mean that the entire human being should be thrown away So obviously we should try to make Islah of people and like correct their bad habits to the point that it's possible. But at the end of the day, it's like it's going to be like jumping from like, you know, like, you know, being like 60 percent functional to 80 percent functional or 90 percent. No one's going to be 100 percent that, okay, this person's mistakes are all done. They're not going to make mistakes anymore. And they're like just this total perfect person Um, that doesn't that doesn't happen in this world. Uh, after the the the, the 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 leaving of the embiyah so Sayyidina Abu Hurairah anhu. That was that's what it was. Second time happened. You know he knows what it's like to be poor. He's not judgmental and he has a soft heart, and he doesn't have acumen for governing. Sayyidina Umar anhu because of his ilm, he has great ilm and piety. Uh, obviously Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam trusted him with the zakat, so that means he's a trustworthy person. But at the same time, Sayyidina Umar radiAllahu when he trusted entrusted him with the governorship of Bahrain, the people of Bahrain after a couple of months wrote to Medina and they said, he just prays all day and fasts all day and he's just like you know that's what he's into, and we have stuff that needs to get done and it's just not you know he just has a he has a very uh, his he doesn't have like an aggressive like attitude toward getting things done, which is fine. Your virtue as a as a ruler is different than your virtue as a a, a person like a private person. Some people may have really bad habits. Uh, as a human being, but like, they have good, they're good at doing something, um, like, you know, like in governance, or in accounting, or in whatever, you know, being a basketball coach, or whatever, so just because a person is bad at other stuff, doesn't mean you should stop them from being good at what they're, they're good at, uh, in fact, that's all the more reason that you should allow them to do something right, so that, you know, they get through life without having screwed up everything, you know, uh, so, you kind of see the the, the, the the, you can see that in him That that's, that's not really his thing You know uh He's trustworthy But he has a very soft heart And that kind of overwhelms him And that's not a bad thing That's a good thing In the particular uh, You know In the particular uh, uh, Context One can Try to judge or whatever But Like when you see The greater picture You see a lot of khair in him MashaAllah That he, he just He's not like He just doesn't want to prosecute This guy whenever he Complains about his poverty His soft heartedness Makes him just like not not want to bring the hammer down on him. Uh uh so so he says he says I, you know I promise I won't come back. He's he's I'm poor. I have I mean need I meet, I should say and I have family I have to feed and uh, uh I won't I won't uh, I won't come back. And then uh the the next morning Rasulullah sallallahu said okay what happened with your with your uh uh with your prisoner uh this time. He he said that uh he said that uh um ya Rasulullah he complained about his need and his about his dependence, and so I I was I, I just had mercy on him and let him go, and so Rasulullah sallallahu again says he lied to you and watch he'll come back a third time, so he came back a third time and I caught him trying to stick his hand in the bag and grab some stuff, and uh, uh, I grabbed, I, I I got him, and I said this time I'm going to I'm definitely going to report you to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu this is the third time in a row and each time you said that you're not gonna you're not gonna come back and you came back anyway. And uh, uh, he said, um, he said, uh, just let me go, because uh, if you do, I will teach you some words that will uh, Allah will uh, benefit you through through those words. And he says, yeah, what are they? He says that when you uh, uh, when you return to your bed or when you resort to your bed uh, to rest from the, 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 the difficulties of the day. Uh, read the ayat Allahu la ilaha illahu kursi hayyul qayyum until you're done with it, uh, uh, until you finish its its recitation. Uh, and indeed, there will not uh, cease to be a guardian angel that walks uh, that watches over you, and that uh, uh, the, and that indeed no shaitan will no shaitan meaning what the the kafir jinns not just shaitan himself, but any jinn that 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 wishes evil or harm over you. So none of the kafir jinns will be able to. Uh, come to you and tell you, uh, until you until you wake, um, and so he said. I thought that was strange. He said that, so I just I just let him go, um, and so the Rasulullah sallam the third time he asked him, he says, "What happened? What did you do with your prisoner this time?" He said, uh, uh, "O Messenger of Allah, uh, he claimed that he was going to teach me some words that will benefit me, that Allah will benefit me through them, and so I let him go." So Rasulullah said, What were they? He said he said to me, When you uh, seek refuge in your in your in your in your uh, bed, uh, um, then read the Ayatul Kursi from the beginning of it until you you finish the ayah Allah and then he said that there will not cease to be as long as you're as long as you're resting a a, a guardian angel that watches over you uh, and no shaitan can come come near you until you wake. And the Prophet said, um, "Indeed, he, he told you the truth, even though he himself is a liar." He says, "Do you know who uh, uh, who, who who visited you three times and spoke to you three times, O Abu Huraira?" Uh, he says, uh, "No." He says, "That was shaitan. So, uh, uh, at any rate, the point is, is what that that uh, uh, that that. Uh, it's a protection for a person when they're when they're sleeping at night and that's like a, a scary time Because your sleep you can't you can't protect yourself outwardly and inwardly uh, you know you can't do so either and people have issues like they have nightmares and they have they have like problems when they sleep um some of which may be caused from caused by the unseen some of which can be their own like psychological issues or indigestion or other medical things or whatever you can go talk to dr face but uh, uh you know oftentimes those things affect one another as well uh so it's a sunnah to read the ayatul kursi before going to sleep that's one of the one of the many things about the jamaat uh, other than cream cheese and honey is what is that uh, they teach you the adab of going to sleep which very few people know you should sleep on your right side you should read ayatul kursi before you go to sleep you should do this xyz they, they teach you all these adab these are things that people should do anyway, even if you're not part of the or, or not going as long as you're a Muslim. These are the sunnahs of the Prophet Um And Ayatul Kursi is also really, it's interesting. The, the the reference of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you accept the Damir as being Allah, like Allahu la ilaha illa huwa, he is, that's one of his names as well, Jalla wa ala. Uh, if, you, if you count the Damair as well, the mention of Allah's name is 16 times in it. Uh, which is one of the reasons it's like the sledgehammer. And so uh, the Ism al A'dham, according to almost all of Masha'iq, appears in it. All right. So, yes? I'm not sure if this is a relevant question or not, but I'm remembering when you said earlier about uh, reciting it as a Khursi, say if you're in a rush and uh-huh. there's something that you don't have time to ponder. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a difference between uh, reciting it just by saying the words and then the pondering actually sure. and then reflecting on the words. Sure. The is there a difference on the effect it will have? Uh, yeah, yeah. It when it so there, you there are certain ayat of the Quran that are recited as duas, and people say them, and and they have a a certain effect. And then the more you ponder over them, the deeper and deeper the 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 the, the benefit to you spiritually is. So there are certain ayat like if you say them, it will protect you something in the unseen. Um, but that may not necessarily have to do with that. That's a worldly benefit in the sense that even though it's not material, the the of that, the, the, the uh, manifestation of that benefit is in this world. Whereas with the pondering, it, it brings noor into your heart, and it drives out darkness from your heart, and it makes you a person uh, closer to Allah Ta'ala. The benefit of those things are in this world and the hereafter as well. Um, and so when, when you want to have that latter benefit, that's one of the things, like for example, you can't recite the Qur'an when you're, uh, when you're in Janaba. There's some difference of opinion for the sisters when they're in Hayd, according to the majority opinion that they can't recite in Haydh either. Um, but the ulama all agree that if a man is in Janaba or if a woman is in Haydh uh, or in Janaba uh, um, that with the with the niyah of just reciting them as ayat like to protect you from shayateen or for protect you from harm even from humans or something like that Assalamualaikum so right, brother, do you mind coming around the back? The sisters can come from this entrance. The brothers just come around around the, around the back. No, long right. well, Sure, Jill. Can you, you, to... you come from around the back? Should I come from the Yeah, back? you come from the back. Sisters okay. can come over here. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. Our, 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 Yeah, huh? Yeah. Go ahead and see, seat her. Inshallah. The I apologize to the sisters. Inshallah, we're like we're just setting this place up. I mentioned to the brothers as well that uh, uh, we're not. We don't really know exactly how to set up everything yet. But inshallah, we'll make a better arrangement for brothers and sisters. Inshallah, eventually. And it's a humble. It's a it's a, it's a humble establishment also because, you know, this business doesn't pay as much as it used to. So, uh, inshallah, we'll all make a little suburb with what we have. So the the idea is this is that that like the even the, the women that are in Hayd, uh and the brothers are in Janaba, there are ayat of the Quran which with the with the uh, uh, intention of tilawa. Um, and tadabbur and tafakkur and cleansing your heart and all that other good stuff it's haram when you're actually in janaba when you're in the major ritual impurity like if husband and wife make love to each other or something like that and haven't made a whistle yet yeah, it's haram it's actually a a a, 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 a you know a lack of respect for the quran to recite in that situation however if it's like oh my god someone's going to kill me and i'm going to read ayatul kursi like as a dua like just for protection that's permissible the ulama allow that or for the sisters if they're if they're reading it as with the niyyah of it being a, a dua so, so there're two different things that have two different benefits and if you're you know if you're going to read it anyway you may as well get both but 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 they they are two different things yeah so uh uh, uh so the ayatul kursi has the mention the mention of Allah ta'ala by name 16 times and the ismul azam what is that there's a, a, an idea that the rasul sallallahu wa Taught that there's a name of Allah Ta'ala that if a person is to ask by it, that person will receive their their, their their the answer to the dua like immediately. And there's a different he did it's not clear, it's not clear what that name is. And so the Sahaba عنه, had a difference of opinion regarding what that name is. There are a number of different opinions. And the strange thing is that a number of them that claim to know it, they would do that. Like they basically pull the hat the rabbit out of the hat when they needed to. Like if they were in a jam. You know, you people would see them making dua, and then like miraculous things happen, and what they would be like, other people would be like, "What was that?" And then someone says, "This person knows the al الله," and this is also an experience that 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 many of the mashayikh had throughout uh, history. It's really interesting. Like I taught, Islam, I taught like IFS like uh, um, as a sub. Anyone here go to IFS ever? No. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So I taught as a sub IFS. Like, the uh, I think seventh grade uh, uh, Islamic studies boys class was completely blown away by this concept. They're like, what? This is a thing and nobody ever told us? I'm like, well, I'm telling you right now. They're like, no, you're making that up. That couldn't be, like, that's probably some bida'a or whatever. And, like, <laughs> Sheikh Omar Quraishi is walking down the street. I'm like, hey, don't believe me? Go ask Sheikh Omar. I won't even prompt him, you know? Just just flag him down and, like, hey, we had a question, you know? And just ask him outside the hallway. Don't ask, don't, don't ask in front of me, you know? And so some two of the kids go out and ask him, and they walk in, they're like, oh, wow, he said it's actually a thing, too. <laughs> so the old days, they used to check through the Hadith narrators to make sure they're all upright. Uh, you know, if you're in, like, IFS, this is, like, the next best thing, right? So, so they're like, what is it? I go, if I knew what it was, you think I'd be teaching at IFS right now? <laughs> <laughs> so the two, the two, the two uh, most the, the two opinions that are the most uh, 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 widely transmitted, um, and they all come with the caveat that the person has to have like, like clean like concentration when they're when they're doing it. That the, the two names that you ask Allah by by which He He will respond right away, the two most well known opinions, and there are a number of others as well. Um, but, like, you know, this is the thing, like, uh, uh, um, that, that if a person says it with complete concentration, <coughs> conviction, they get what they want right away. Uh, one is Allah, and the other is al hayyul al-qayyum. So you can think of what does it mean. Because this is, like, one of the, the du'as for distress. Ya hayyu ya qayyumu, birahmatika astaghith. Right? Ya hayu and ya qayyum, the one who is uh, uh, ever-living and the one who... Uh, um, through whom everything else or everyone else subsists, uh, I, I, uh, 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 I, 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 scream out in dire help for your mercy. Istighatha is what is like when you're about to get killed, like the type of scream for help that you do. That's what istighatha is. Like the that like you know that this person, that's it. This is like this is a cry for help. That's like of the most severe. Uh, 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 of the uh, 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 the most severe uh, calamity and tribulation, right? So that's 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 the the second most well known opinion is what is Ya Qayyum. So then, what do you think about the ayah that starts Allahu la ilaha illahu alqayyum? The 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 name of Allah Ta'ala comes in 16, 16 different times in it from the beginning to the end. Uh, so again, it's like the, the the you know for the person who's not the mujtahid in in these spiritual matters, the ayatul kursi is like the sledgehammer. You just you know when you need something, you use it. If you're not you know you don't have time to ponder over whatever. Well, um, Darda'i رضي الله عنه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من حفظ عشر ايات من, أولي, uh, أو من أولي, uh, 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 سورة الكهف, uh, uh, Sayyidina Abu Hurairah رضي الله عنه, he said that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said whoever uh, memorizes uh, uh, 10 ayahs from the beginning of Surah Al-Kahf that person will be protected it will be a protection from the Dajjal uh, uh, and in another narration also uh, 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 in, in Sahih Muslim uh, references made to the last 10 ayahs so pick whichever one you want of them and uh, uh, or both, memorize them. Also, the same, the same uh, uh, benefit comes for those who recite the first 10 of Ayat of Surah Al-Kahf. Also, the same comes for whoever recites it on Friday, so if the entire recitation on Friday is overwhelming, then recite the the the, the 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 beginning in the Khatima of Surah Al-Kahf every day. Memorize them. And if you memorize the whole Surah Al-Kahf and read it on Fridays, uh, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, mashallah, you don't want to find out which of these riwayat are sahih and which ones aren't once the Dajjal gets here. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, bad news is, <laughs> you know, it looks like uh, if there was a week it would happen, it would definitely be during Brett Kavanaugh's... Uh, <laughs> confirmation so <laughs> i don't want to alarm anyone but it's not looking it's not looking very nice and if not it's good there's a lot of khayr in the there's a lot of khayr in them as well one said "Abdullah <laughs> ibn abbasin radhi ta'ala Anhuma qala bainama jibreelu alayhi salamu qa'idun inda nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam sami'a naqidam min fawqihi فرفع رأسه فقال هذا باب من السماء فتح اليوم ولم يفتح قط إلا اليوم فنزل منه ملك فقال هذا ملك نزل إلى الأرض لم ينزل ينزل عفوا قط إلا اليوم فسلم وقال أبشر بنورين أوتيتهما ولم يتهما نبي قبلك Fatihat al Kitabi wa Hawa Timi Surat al Bakarati Lan Takara bi Harfim minhuma illa Utita Utita Hu Rawahu, a Muslim when Naqidu assault. Say now Abdullah bin Abbas radi Allahu anhu narrates it's a narration of Muslim that once when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi was seated with Jibril. Uh, was Jibreel seated with the prophet sallallahu uh he he sallallahu alaihi wasallam heard a a a, a a a a a a large noise from above him and uh he raised his his uh, uh mubarak gaze to the heavens sallallahu and he said and he was told uh, uh jibril alaihisam said to him this is a a a a a gate uh in the heavens that was open today and was never opened from before, a portal of entry into the into this universe uh, um, that was opened and was never opened before uh, this day ever. And uh, uh, an angel, a special angel, came through that gate, and that special angel came to the earth, and uh, never came to the earth before, was never sent to the earth before, uh, except for on this day. Uh, and then that angel actually entered into their presence, uh, uh, and he said, Salam, and then he said, uh, uh, uh to the prophet sallallahu take glad tidings of two lights uh, 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 that you were given you're given two lights that you were given um lam uh, and no uh, Nabi was ever given those two lights from before you uh one is al fatiha and the second is the last ayat of suratul baqarah lillahi ma ila, uh, wa, uh, wa ma fil-ard. فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ بِهِ اللَّهِ إلى آخر الآيات the last ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah uh, and it, you won't be uh, you will not read uh, 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 even a letter from them except for whatever you ask for you'll be given it's a, it's a, a narration of Sahih Muslim uh, and it's the last narration of the chapter Wa sallallahu tubarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Are there any questions? Yeah. the last? The last ayah, so from lillahi mafis samawatu so mafis... It's the last three, three ayahs. Yeah. Last three. Last three. Yeah. Sisters, do you have any questions?